0: Welcome to a super spooky Halloween edition of SEO on Demand. My name is Lindsay,
1: And my name is
0: Willem. And we are relationship coordinators and strategists at Page One Power and your haunted hosts for the evening.
1: Welcome to the scariest radio play of the 21st century, SEO on Demand. The best place to learn of the thrills that SEO has to offer and The haunted history you wish you could forget you're about to experience one of the most terrifying half hours of your seo career as seo specialists keywords matter and when someone guarantees you the most terrifying half hour of your career it's easy to think that it is simply theatrics but let me tell you the stories you are about to hear tonight will haunt you for the rest of your seo career they will have you rechecking the metrics of your own site twice over they will lead you to fear the quality of your own content. You will see links rising from the dead to enact their haunted revenge.
0: But what is SEO? That's important. Once upon a midnight dreary, as I pondered weak and weary, from all of my link building, of course. Google's bots crawled all over the search results page, choosing sites to lift to the coveted top of page one. It seemed quite out of our control until one day a brave SEO stood up and said, No more. Now I will optimize my web page with keywords and H1s and informative, relevant content so that these bots choose me. And so SEO was born, like Frankenstein's monster.
1: Rising from the dead. <laughs> Before we dive into the seven greatest myths of SEO, let us first explore the history of why these myths exist. Where do these myths come from? Every spooky story has its historical origins an unexplained phenomenon in search of an explanation, a group of kids sitting around a campfire trying to outscare one another. Myths and hauntings all tend to be tales that bring light to the darkness that is mystery, a way to ease the mind and bring logic to the world we live in. But the myths of SEO? There's a far darker history to these tales.
0: It all starts on September 4th, 1998. Two young men with no idea of the haunted history they are about to unleash, Larry Page and Sergey Brin, meddling with magics they cannot comprehend unleash google onto the world google and every algorithm update that followed created an ever optimized search engine few truly knew the secrets that these updates held mysterious figures like matt Cutts came and went knowing the truth but never really imparting their knowledge onto us The mystery of SEO lives on and with its haunting darkness, we are left to question its origins.
1: But that's not where the story ends. No, here the tale grows twisted and tangled as the Google algorithm mutates day by day. What is true today was not true a year ago or even a month ago. And so from the shadowy land of SEO, dozens of myths and legends spring up. Tonight, we at SEO On Demand Brought to you by Page One Power, present to you the seven greatest myths of SEO.
0: All right. Now that we've effectively scared our audience and completely overhyped our topic. let's get into the weeds of some of the biggest myths pertaining to SEO and backlinks.
1: Wonderful, wonderful. Let's start with the first myth that SEO is a one-time thing. Oh, that would be wonderful. That uh, truly would make our jobs so easy. But unfortunately, no, it is not a one-time thing. Uh, It's much more than a one-time thing. SEO is kind of like a house plant. You can't just plant it, water it once, and then move along. Right, SEO has to be tended to pretty often in order to, in order to ensure that it continues to help your site rank. In fact, the more proper, and proper is a key word here, the Absolutely. proper SEO that you do, the better your site is going to benefit from your tending. Another issue with SEO is that it's uh, better to do it over a period of time rather than just kind of dumping a bunch of great links and keywords all at once. If you dump a ton of articles with well thought out keywords and structured SEO practices all at once, Google might even penalize you for that. So SEO is best done over a long period of time and really, unfortunately, does not have an end.
0: <laughs> it is, it's endless, it's eternal. I mm. did learn in college that you can actually drown a house plant.
1: Wonderful, yeah. I, yes, you <laughs> can. <laughs> So don't overwater your site, just like your house plants.
0: Exactly. And that takes us to our second super spooky myth of the evening. And this one is particularly spooky to me as a former content writer. And that's that longer content is better. And we're going to talk about a lot of myths tonight that have sort of a grain of truth to them. And this is one of those, because the thing about it is, Longer content often does rank better than shorter content, but only because it tends to be more informative and more relevant to whoever's reading it. Because if you're cranking out 2,000 words about a topic, the odds are that you are an expert in you that topic. You
1: know what you're talking about. You
0: know at least 2,000 words worth of something about yeah. that topic. So it's naturally going to be more informative and relevant than something shorter. And Google has told SEOs a thousand times that word count alone is not a ranking factor. In 2021, Google's John Mueller definitively said, from our point of view, the number of words on a page is not a quality factor, not a ranking factor. So just blindly adding more and more text to a page doesn't make it better. And I think that kind of says it all, honestly.
1: I mean, if if the person from Google is specifically saying, hey, d- d- longer content is not better, then this might be a myth.
0: Exactly. You know, it might. And the thing about it is you also have to think about your time spend. If you're spending days upon days writing 2,000 words about something and you're not an expert in it and it's not super informative and relevant, then you're... You're just wasting your time, essentially. Mm. So the takeaway is uh, always weigh benefit against time spent, and longer content is only better when it's detailed and informative.
1: It's kind of like the wise words of Kevin Malone. Why waste time say lot word when few word do trick?
0: Exactly. We should get that on a page one power t-shirt right now.
1: I think that might be a a good decision. We'll send that one to the merch department. Yes. Speaking of Page One Power, let's Mm -hmm. take a quick break and let the listeners know more about who we are.
0: Page One Power is an SEO agency specializing in sustainable link building and strategic content creation.
1: With 11 years of experience, we build over 15,000 links each year for our clients. Since 2010, we have offered services including custom link building, white label link building, technical SEO auditing, and content marketing.
0: Visit us at pageonepower.com for more information. Now, back to the episode.
1: Along we go to myth number three, that SEO is useless for small businesses.
0: Completely. I mean, absolutely.
1: (laughs) Yep, yep. SEO is, in fact, not useless for small businesses. I gasp. (laughs) It might be very difficult for some, but SEO benefits all who are willing to... Put in the work towards it and the effort to like help it grow. Mm-hmm. For small businesses, SEO could be just what you need to get the footing online amongst the tall trees of already established competitors. Small businesses rely on SEO to get initial interaction to their content, to their site, their, their marketing. And if you forgo SEO as a small business online, you could be dooming yourself to stagnation. This myth, much like the one before this, does come from a, a grain of an idea. Right. Um, the most likely reason for this myth existing is that as a small business, SEO can be difficult. Ranking for certain keywords, reaching an audience, finding a niche can be a very tough task because a lot of these bigger corporations or companies who have been around online for much longer than you. Right they probably already have a monopoly on certain keywords on phrases on audiences so as a small business in order to make yourself work with the seo you mm-hmm. have to you have to kind of find your own untapped audiences and keywords and so long form keywords come into play where you're stringing together a bunch of different words but seo is not useless for small businesses it's difficult but boy oh boy it's probably one of the most helpful things you can do to gain traction online as a small business.
0: Right. I mean, as a, as a mom and pop store, you're not going to beat out Walmart for groceries near <laughs> me or anything like that. Exactly. And that takes us to number four, our fourth scary, spooky, terrifying myth of the evening, which is quantity versus quality of links. And a huge part of building domain authority is backlinks. Every link out there on the Internet is pumping link juice back to the site it links to.
1: Delicious. (laughs) Good soup. Yum.
0: In the past and even still today, many people are probably under the impression that all backlinks are created equal and that at the end of the month, the bots just count up how many backlinks you have and they add it to your ranking. And this might have been a little true, you know, like 10, 15 years ago, Mm. but it is patently false today. You could have a thousand backlinks back to your site, and if they're all on kind of, you know, questionable sites then it's not really doing much for your ranking. It might even be actively harming your ranking. One backlink on a high quality, high authority site is worth a hundred backlinks on lesser quality sites. And we've seen this like specifically with our clients at Page One Power. We've seen just a few, just 60, 50 or 60 quality links a month do crazy things for their ranking.
1: Mm-hmm. And with the the Google algorithm update that came out just in September, right there even seems to be more emphasis on the quality of backlinking. So it is more alive today than it than it was even in the last in the last update.
0: Exactly. And if you have a quality backlink that is relevant to the site that it's on and is giving the reader of that article very relevant information, it's much less likely that it's going to be taken down or that anybody's going to be penalized. And if you've got this completely irrelevant backlink on some completely irrelevant site Eventually, regardless of regardless of any negotiations you've made or money that's past hands, it's probably going to end up getting taken down or removed or somebody's going to get penalized in some way. So it's just best to focus on quality rather than quantity.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's also important to focus on relevancy, which brings us to our next our next myth dun, that dun, dun. Google that Google only ranks new content.
0: I mean that sounds right to me.
1: I uh, yeah, of course, of course. Well, there is some truth to this, um, but probably not in the way that most SEOs would understand. Right. Uh, this myth might stem to the from the idea that up to date content ranks better with Google, which is true. Yes. Uh, the algorithm will do its best to ensure that readers are seeing articles about the oldest living person in 2022, rather than the oldest living person a decade ago in 2012. So relevancy does play a factor, but as far as your SEO and your business and your website is concerned, the idea that Google favors articles published today over ones that were published yesterday is in fact a myth. Google will continue to push your content if it's the best, if it's the most applicable content available for a certain search query, but if a newer page that hosts more useful content and keywords comes along, then that will be ranked higher than your page. However, This isn't due to recency, it's due to relevancy.
0: Right. So even if you wrote the world's most informative article about Queen Elizabeth (laughs) and you wrote it a year ago, there's probably an article that was written yesterday Mm -hmm. that is going to rank higher than your article because they have some new and relevant information.
1: Yep, they they have the up-to-date information that your article just doesn't have. But again, that's, that's not due to the fact that it was published yesterday, it's due to the content that it contains. Exactly.
0: And before we forget, sign up for a free 30 minute SEO consultation from our expert consultants by clicking the link in the description.
1: They can answer questions like, what keywords should I use? Do I need linkable content? And how do I compare to the competition? Those
0: are important questions and- That they are. Let's get back to the episode. So the next myth is that DA is the only factor that matters. And this is a pretty pervasive one, I find, in my day-to-day interactions online. You might look at a site with a domain authority of 30 and automatically assume a site with a domain authority of 40 is a better quality site and a better choice for whatever link you're trying to build. And there are a lot of situations where you'd be completely correct in thinking that. However, it's important to look at more than just the domain authority. You've also got to look at traffic as well as relevancy, ding, 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 ding. Woo, Your- relevancy. Relevancy, we're going to say that so often. It's going to stop feeling like a word. Uh-huh. <laughs> if you're building a link to a site that's all about solar power, for instance, uh, a site about sustainability is a better fit for that link than a site about parenting, regardless of the DA. And of course, that's within reason because we do still have standards for Mm -hmm. DA, of course. Mm -hmm. A site with a lower DA might have higher traffic or be more choosy with the links they have on their site. And all of those things inform each other. And it's important to take all of them into account when you're judging whether you want to put a link on a site.
1: All right, and that brings us to our final myth and the biggest and most important of all. And link...
0: I dare say the spookiest. I dare
1: say the spookiest indeed. Link building is dead. Dun, dun, dun,
0: dun. R.I.P. R.I.P. link building.
1: Rest, rest in peace to link building and rest, <laughs> rest in peace to our jobs because that is what we do. Exactly.
0: So. Uh In actuality, (laughs) all joking aside, since I guess I shouldn't joke about the end of my career, (laughs) is that link building is very much alive in a never-died way, not in a zombie way. Mm -hmm,
1: No coming back from the dead because it, it never was dead.
0: Yes. It's definitely changed since the dawn of time with Google updating its algorithm every day to enhance user experience.
1: Mm -hmm. And for instance, in 2020, uh, Google made changes to the way that it treats nofollow attributes. They added a sponsored attribute as well as a user-generated content attribute. Link builders are required to use this sponsored attribute when money changes hands to avoid penalties. Many site owners were encouraged to use the nofollow attribute for sites they didn't intentionally select to link to. This attribute indicates that the site owner does not want to pump any link juice to, nor take any link juice from, the link in question.
0: And this, like every single Google update, is meant to increase user experience by providing Google with a clearer picture of where a site is getting its information, because that's really what link attributes are all about. It just gives the Google bots some indication of how that link got there and where the information is coming from. These attributes really just tell the Google algorithm, are these sites paying for the links? Are they getting paid to post these links? Does the site owner trust the link enough to put a do follow attribute to it, which is what we're looking for? Is this link from user generated content? So is it just someone who's visiting their site that posted this link? And this update, as all updates do, led to cries of link building is dead. Oh, no. Oh, no.
1: In actuality, it just made link building more difficult for anyone who doesn't want to put the time and effort into it. Mm -hmm. It pretty much erased the possibility of quick tactics like posting to web directories, which is a favorite trick of SEOs a few years ago. And a few years ago, it worked. But as the algorithm changes, our strategies have to change with it. As the Google monster mutates, so too must we.
0: And those weary travelers are the seven deadly myths of SEO. Life on the second page of the Google results isn't bad these days. It's rather peaceful, really. Not too much traffic, no pesky customer search queries, and the work to maintain my spot with SEO is pretty light. But sometimes when I see a stray traveler coming by after failing to find their desired link on the first page of the results, I get a little nervous. Could I have improved my keyword research a bit to be their first result? How about my content? Am I still relevant? all of that fades as I accept my fate on the second page of the search results. If only I hadn't fallen for the seven deadly myths of SEO.
1: What myths have you encountered on the open web when the fog starts to roll in and the only light that guides you is the long forgotten I'm feeling lucky button on the Google search bar? Have you fallen for any of the seven myths of SEO? How did your site fare as the forgotten backlinks rose from the dead? We hope you enjoyed this special Halloween episode of SEO on Demand. Whenever you're searching through the search result pages, longingly awaiting the answer to your lost query, and you feel yourself being watched, we hope you remember these ancient words. The objective is not to make your links appear natural. The objective is that your links are natural. Matt cuts.
0: If you liked this episode and want more content like it, like, follow, and share for more. We'll see you in the next episode. Or will we?
1: Goodbye, for now.